Hey friends, before we get started, we'd like to direct your attention to a GoFundMe set up by Kim Woozy and Alex White to support our friend and skater, Ashley Riefeld. Ashley's mom is terminally ill, and she is currently receiving cancer treatments to prolong her life. Ashley is paying for these treatments, which cost around $2,000 a month. Let's rally together and support her during this tough situation. Any donation amount is helpful. If you know Ashley, and we do, you know what a big heart she has and how hard she works to elevate and support the skate community. For those who don't know her, she is a lifelong skater and has been an integral part in advocating for women, queer, and trans skaters at Deluxe Distribution, supporting Skate Like a Girl, Unity and There, and many, many more. Please, let's show her the love she's shown us and help ease her struggle as much as we can. We'll provide a link in the show notes. And speaking of the show, onto the show. Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Higongo, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. The boss is back, and he's on New Balance. But first, we dip into the new edit by Chris Mulhern. Untitled 6 is the latest offering from Chris Mulhern, who you might remember from his brilliant work with pros like Alien Workshop's Joey O'Brien and two-time Sodi winner Tyshawn Jones. According to Thrasher, Chris has a knack for capturing the textures and tones of urban skating. And his latest joint, Untitled 6, features Ishad, Jamal Smith, Kel Haddix, and the inimitable Mark Del Negro. Mike, how do you feel about this post-Sodi palette? Well, damn, man, it was a post-Sodi palette cleanser, which is a tongue twister if you uh, just decide you're going to say it without thinking about it. Yeah, the the rush of like ultra heavy video um, that was cool, but to see like uh, Mulhern, who I think is a name in his own right in terms of like a person who makes dope skateboard videos. Yeah, I needed some stuff from him. What did Thrasher say about him again? Textures, tones, urban skating. I mean, he gets the clocks. I mean, we we joke and we joke, la- you know, one of, in one of the previous episodes about how he could have made a supreme video that might have been better than at this point, you know, where we're all kind of tired of Bill Strobeck's filming or maybe tired of it. I don't know. Um, Mulhern does good stuff. He films with cool skaters and. Um, yeah, just like I, I, I like the I like how tight the edit is, and I like the B roll, and I like that you know it's the same thing he's been doing since. Um, God, he made a made an indie video way back when, and I don't want to get the title wrong, so I'll look it up was when it, I'm uh, not talking. Was it this time tomorrow? It was this time tomorrow. I I, I didn't want to say because there's like a blueprint video that came out at the same time that had had similar vibes, but like impeccable video maker. Yeah, Jason. I mean, you're obviously familiar with him, like. I think we all enjoyed it, but what's your two cents? Yeah, well, this was a... I don't know about y'all, but I had a pretty heavy-duty Sodi hangover. Yes. And, like, I don't drink anymore, but I've heard, so I've read, that if you're hungover, like, the best cure is, like, a beer. Not, like, heavy drinking, just, like, a little beer. You know what I mean? Just to activate that part of your brain. This is kind of what this was, like, a little hang- Sodi little hangover cure. Um. Yeah, Mulhern, like, friend of the pod, been on the pod. Like, the way he kind of, like, frames, like, City Hall and, like, Philly architecture is, like, really cool. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, like, really unique, like, the way he kind of uh, focuses in on that shit. Philip Omquist. Yeah, that guy, that guy's been on my radar for a minute because he's, like, a Malmo local. Who's he skate for? I'm not sure. I know Adidas, obviously. I might have seen sure. a polar shirt. I don't know. 
Yeah, he might be on that program. I'm not 100% sure. Or maybe maybe Sour. Not sure. Anyway, he's a local at this plaza over there called uh, Svampen. It's kind of like, if you remember the old city hall benches at Philly City Hall, if you take one of them and like make it a little bit lower, so it's just like shin height, like mm. perfect, like a low impact height, it's kind of like that. It has like a bunch of those type of ledges. So yeah, that guy is like super sick on the Eurotech tip. Oh yeah, Chris Brown. I was out the episode where um, we talked about play dead, but I would have said that those Violet dudes, like Chris Brown, Mike Ward, um, the rest of those dudes are like some of the best dudes out because they're just like just like some kids that hang out in a plaza and shred it to death all day, which is kind of, kind of like the way it should be. So absolutely, yeah, hot on that dude's footage, and um, yeah, like the. That little section with like the you know the Philly Violet Kids was one of my favorite parts of that video. And for the record, uh, Philip Almquist skates for Weekend, and I think he uh, is is uh. was on Lerpiv. Um, does anybody know what the story was with Lerpiv? Is it is it on ice or is it done? Hmm. I don't know. All, all I know is like the trucks were a really weird like Walmart price, like ninety eight thirty seven or something like that for a pair. What was it? Maybe the, it has to do with the exchange rate. I'm not sure. That would make sense. Probably. Dog, they were expensive. You know, I, I mean, I'm I, now re- oh, go oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I did look up Umquist, and yeah, he had lerpiv.com as his URL on the IG page. So, may, I mean, it must be still happening in some capacity. But yeah, those trucks were wild. Yeah. It's, it's not a knock on them. It's just, it, it's, a, it's a look, it's a designer truck that a lot of us have never seen or if you're older you haven't seen it in 40 years my goodness when was the last time skate trucks looked like that but anyway we, we could talk about we could talk about Lerpiv and shouts to to Oski for even daring to dive into arguably the most difficult lane in skating back to this video Jason you nailed it this was the hair of the dog post Sodi because <laughs> the y'all saw it on Twitter you definitely saw it on slap and I'm sure you heard it at the skate shop or at the curb spot the discourse this year was out of control and we could probably devote an entire episode to it, and we wouldn't really get anywhere because Sodi's been decided. The party is tomorrow. We are recording on a Thursday evening. Patrick. Yes. We'd figure it out and be right about it, but I digress. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's you're right. This was a hair of the dog. This was the perfect palate cleanser. It was first of all, the music was really, really good. It, it actually, I really enjoyed it. And you're right. Or Thrasher is right, that Chris Mulhern has a way of really allowing you to drink in the background of what's happening in the skating. From the B-roll to the way that he frames his shots, the skaters that he picks. And also, I mean, for example, there's that long Ishad flakround line. Music fades out. It's just him pushing down the street, doing flakround tricks. And it's very obviously Philly, probably late spring, early summertime. And just Ishad looks so cool. And it's not just him skating, it's him skating in Philly. And I think that's something that's been missing from a lot of Strobeck's recent work is that it's so much about the skaters and the people that we're, we're losing one of the main characters in skateboarding, which is the city, which is, I, which is the background. I mean, that of all the things that I watched recently, it was like, oh shit, I want to I wanna go skate right now. And that's not... That is out of the question right now. I was going to say that's not out of the question. Hell yeah, it's out of the question because it's like we're snowed in for the better part of the next four months. But yeah, 
music fades out. I don't know if the bus actually honked at him. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a truther here, theorist. <laughs> truther on the bus honk. But, like, yeah, I think you nailed it, Patrick. Like, I'm guessing early summer, you're psyched to wear shorts, empty streets. I mean, that's all downtowns. And then just, like, yeah, scraping on the asphalt. That was perfect. And do agree, like, you get so tied in, you don't remember where you were, where you are, where the skaters are. And, um... I, again, I'm just going to agree, like Mulhern's strength is he's about the place and he's about the architecture. And one thing before I wrap up and not to, you know, not to not to make everything the comparison with Strobeck, but like the colors and the whatever Mulhern does, it's it's refreshing in terms of how the video looks. And I have a feeling that a lot of it's just in camera, like his camera settings, then they, you know, probably do some post stuff. As opposed to um, having talked to Strobeck for a thing for Quarter Snacks, like I know he does a lot of post color correction. Like Mulhern's color options, it just looks great. And I think it's kind of his own thing in a lot of ways. Wait, hold up. So you think the the horn was added in post? Is that I, 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 right yeah? Here? This is me being stupid galaxy brain, and I, <laughs> I, it's probably I was sitting on Twitter, I was watching it again, just like. Like, about to go to bed, I watched it again, I was on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, maybe that horn was fake. I don't know. I do know, and I said this, again, I, I put it on the record, like, making mini, helping to make Minneapolis skate videos, we'd sometimes, very rarely, drop in some, like, sound effects, like, natural stuff to, um, I don't know, like, you know, emphasize something. Every now and then, like, two, three, four times, we dropped in some sound effects. Natural, like, natural stuff? You mean, you mean, like, a bear? No, I mean, like, nature, like a guy effect. hit a rock, but you couldn't hear it. So, like, we dropped in, like, a <clears throat> sound. Oh, right, right. Or, um, what else? I don't know. Wait it was minute. so rare, I don't have a lot of good examples. I mean, it was just perfect. Like, he, Nolly heals those steps, and the guy's like, whoa! And then he goes, and the bus is beeping at him. I'm like, all right, too good to be true. Wait a minute. Wow. Like, for those of you who are listening at home, if you hear those little crinkles in the background, that's uh, Mike's tinfoil hat. My goodness. <laughs> I don't know how I'm making crinkle sounds anymore. I took off the vest. I, I'm, I'm unencumbered. So yeah, it probably is my tinfoil beanie. <laughs> it's your, it's your tinfoil beanie. He's like, he's like, open your third eye, God. You know, the whole sound of that bus that's what, not what real. You, Mike, Mike, what do you have? Some of those like butterscotch candies in your pocket or something? You're like, playing where there's originals and a tinfoil beanie. Yeah, where beanie. there's all oh, dude. <laughs> the best but worst... Um, grandparent candy uh, i didn't grow up with my grandparents nearby and they obviously never had candy in the house which is unfortunate but anyway besides the point yeah that's <laughs> i feel like the yeah. next thing mike is gonna say is like you need to decalcify your pineal gland open your third eye <laughs> Real, uh, dropped in bus sound really i don't, yeah, I don't know. fully believe it i'm I, <laughs> it's just i was again was watching it decompressing got the kid to bed Wife has been traveling. I was just like, you know, spitballing, talking shit on the internet. <laughs> now we're going to find that everybody, every, every video editor out there is like, yeah, we just drop in random sounds just to make things sound more real. <laughs> um, I, I do know and, that my and, buddy, oh, last, last thing on dropped in, S, uh, yeah, SFX. Buddy Ryan Hansen, Nolly Hard flipped the, uh, the Brooklyn Bank stairs in, I think it was the Minneapolis video, Anonymous. And he fully didn't hit his nose, and there was no sound. So they, my my buddy Benji, and I was like there in the room. He dropped in an ollie sound to make it like he popped his nose. So um, it happens, guys. 
I know. I, I acknowledge it. Some real behind the scenes type shit. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's why you tune in. Most importantly, we got to talk about Jamal. We got some new. We got some fresh Jamal Smith footy, which has become such a rarity. My goodness, it almost feels like the world stops. And this is this is a stacked video. There's some heavy hitters in here. But what is it about Jamal Smith? What is it about seeing him skate? What is it about seeing him now? That is so refreshing. That makes people so happy. Is it just simply that he's the people's champ? Yeah, the people's champ. A uh, certain je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. Certain joie de vivre. Um, esprit de corps. Nah, I mean, just, yeah, <laughs> just like his approach to shit. Um, I like the Rick Flip manual down the little uh, incline manual pad. That was real tight. Big fan of Rick Flips in general. Yeah. Yeah, I agree on all that. That dude's got that. I, I don't know any other French phrases to use, but what I appreciate about him is he's doing manual tricks. They're downhill. He's turning his body 180 degrees to get into those tricks. And then he's not doing the bullshit extra 180. That is the easy way out of them. I'm a big um, despiser of like the nose wheelie where you do a front side nollie out because your body wants to go that way, but it actually diminishes the trick. So Jamal Smith just, staying upright keeping his shoulders locked getting out of those that's dope and i do think that he's awesome because he was like an internet hero he's like one of the first skateboard internet heroes what with like the the crail tap uh oh god again i don't want to i don't want to butcher it without looking it up but you know the tornado spin or whatever he was doing in albany or wherever he was at like that was fantastic somewhere in upstate new york yes he has he has something about him that is inconnaissable it's probably a really good French word to describe him. And I'm shaking my head just because I, I don't know any French phrases, and then Patrick comes after me. Gosh. Unknowable. Un- unknowable. <laughs> what's, it, it, what's it again? I want to know this. Unknowable? Unknowable. It, it's, almost, it's not quite mysterious. But it's, in French. Yeah, exactly. It, no, it, no, please say it in French again. Inconnaissable. Ah, beautiful. It is, he represents something... He represents something that is kind of gone in skateboarding. The skater who only pops up here and there in videos, who isn't consistently giving us something. And, and not in a Gino Iannucci kind of way. Uh, I think Jamal has been more consistent than Gino. But also, I think it's the tornado spin and also like his hair, whack. The way that he talks, whack. All of that. It, it, it's, there's something, it's, it's pure internet culture skating. He's really very much of this era. And also, it's just like it's dope. Also, shout out to uh, Chris Brown. Came a couple, uh, couple people after him. That cab over the ledge. And I think it's one of the spots that was featured heavily in Eastern Exposure 3, as, yeah. well, as, well, as well as Welcome to Hell. That dude is so, so good. And Jason, you know, pivoting back to a point that you had made earlier. A bunch of people converging on a spot, just skating all day, all night, nonstop. There's something so beautiful about that and something that I just don't understand for city planners who are working on skate parks or people who are building skate parks is just make us a Pier 7 or an EMB, something that looks as little like a skate park as possible because then you can get then you can get that vibe. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously that would be tight, but you know, then you get into like, you know, skate park planning business shit where it's like the companies want to justify their whatever multi-million dollar budget so they build like a full pipe or a three-quarter pipe that only like two people in the whole world can skate but anyway um back to the video 
real quick. Uh, Kel Haddix, we talked about free agents the other week. Pretty sure he's not in the DGK orbit anymore. So mm-hmm. I think he would be like definitely in the maybe top five AM free agents out there, like total power guy. And um, don't think we talked about Mark Del Negro yet, like the star. Can, can I can I add my Haddock's thoughts? By all means, especially if he's not on, uh, you know, if he if he's seemingly missing from the DGK orbit, it's probably better not to be, you know, orbiting the uh, Ko Sun with forty seven other skaters. Yeah, sixty uh sixty two other skaters. Yeah, right. Go uh, go on about Mr. Mark Del Negro. Oh yeah, I mean, like, okay, what's the deal with Delaware? I mean, everyone else, it's everyone always. <laughs> drives through it right i mean it's like pretty uh, pretty average you know state they don't have sales tax which is awesome on anything no nothing delaware is also uh considered a global tax haven one of the reasons why the united states doesn't show up on things like the panama papers or any sort of huge investigative journalism pieces about countries or territories or commonwealths where people will park their money uh, is because it's effectively legal, and Delaware is where a lot of American businesses are registered. And more specifically, and this is going back to, I want to say, uh, lawyers of skate Twitter and the skateboard world, do not crucify me for getting the case law wrong, but I think it's there's an old lawsuit, Supreme Court decision called International Shoe from back in the day that set the pre- helped set the precedent for having a presence within the United States. Anyway, besides the point... If you want to, you know, you can have a business that's based in California, all your offices are out here, but you're incorporated in Delaware and all you need is a place where you're receiving mail. I'm talking about there's entire office buildings in Wilmington and other parts of Delaware that are just filled with P.O. boxes that are the place where your business is registered. Anyway, um, did Tyler (laughs) Durden blow up a bunch of shit? In Delaware? Yep, exactly, exactly. Okay, All your, For example, you. check your credit card bills, a lot of your bank statements, a lot of businesses are based there. But talking about Delaware, the thing about Delaware is Delaware is it's easy to get to Baltimore, Philly, or D.C., parts of South Jersey. It is, it's a pretty convenient place to be for skateboarding. And for music, not so wow. much. But yeah, it, it's one of those places that if you stop in, hey, first of all, you get some scrapple. And second of all, you know, do some tax-free, some outlet shopping. You know, get a little skate on so, too. So, as as a as a Westerner, I'm I'm a Midwesterner, but I grew up in Arizona. Like I know the Western United States, and there's so much room out here. And then there's like the Eastern, especially the Eastern Seaboard, where it's just like they fucking dropped states wherever. It makes no sense. I'm looking at this map, and there's this weird proboscis between New Jersey and Maryland, and Delaware is like half of it. What's going on out there, guys? Oh, that's the, um, I think that's the eastern shore of Virginia. Yep. Okay. But there's like some Maryland, sh- I don't know. Your, your, your guys' zone makes no sense. I, and Patrick, I'm lumping you in because of your origins. Yeah, I'll just all the East Coasters. Like, like, East Coast anyway. Yeah, yeah, Mark Del Negro, is he from Delaware? Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway, my, my point about Delaware is, like, there must be some type of Euro vibes going on there, because... I mean, uh, Mark Donegro skates like a European, pretty much. He has the same kind of like a Jean-Baptiste type of vibe, like Ooh. with the gear, the same like economy of movement. Um, also, his ender with the faky nose grind, 360 out. I'm pretty sure the only person I've ever seen do that besides him is Jean-Baptiste. I think he did it at um, Hotel de Ville. Mm. 
But um, then you got Martin Logan. Then you also got Brian Peacock, who I don't know. I don't know if he's ever had an interview, but his story's got to be pretty pretty interesting because he's from Delaware or whatever. But then he moved to Hong Kong, and now we just skates all those like insane marble plazas out there. So that's got to be an interesting story somewhere. But yeah, I mean, Mark Tornego, this part was super dope. Like, just skates kind of Euro style in like Philly and uh, that one plaza in Delaware, I think. So, but yeah, big fan. Like, my um, kind of cynical take previous to watching this is that, hmm, yeah, we're, we're going to barge like the, the, the mid level niche company tech guy pro can sometimes be overrated. All right, and, and before I watched the video, people were popping off like, Mark Del Negro, that was dope. I'm like, oh, we got a, we got a niche company, Hops Tech Pro. Let's watch this shit, okay. And no, it was fully dope. Yeah. How tall is that dude? Is he like 6'4"? Hard to tell. I don't he, he's, a, he's an above average. God, that, yeah, no. Above average height pro skater. That was going to sound weird for a second. No, he had a nolly flip in there that was just fantastic. Oh yeah, then, yeah. It was someone gifted or put on Twitter. Like it I think Village so, Psychic put yeah, a bunch of his like, stuff up there. It was so le- sometimes nolly flips are kind of can be they can be kind of rocketed. Like his was like the it was rocketed, but like the opposite way. Like when he kicked it, like the nose was higher than the tail, which was pretty sick. In in rocket very, terms, I believe it was blasted. Yeah, it was blasted. Yeah, I mean, yeah. very, very proper, very proper nollie kickflip. No, that 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 whole part, like sometimes I don't. I, I mean, I'm yeah, not trying to be the full chauvinist, not trying to be Mr. Mainstream either, because I do obviously like shit, man. I made my whole personality years ago being being on underground videos when you had to get the actual videos in in hand. But yeah, Del Negro's part was really good, like just really good. It was cool. And I think people maybe shouted out that he'd been sitting on some of the footage. I like a curated part where it's like, we're just going to get good shit for four years and then we're going to use the best shit out of that. Exactly. And also, it's also nice too because he's on Hops and Hops' profile has been growing. Who would you say would be or would have been their analog, say, 10, 15 years ago? Respected pro, cool graphics, niche, New York. Like who like maybe maybe five borough back in the day? Yeah. It's it's a tough analog because skating like fifteen years ago, especially mid two thousands, like skating was so big that like the you know, the the big contenders kind of crowded everything else out. Mm. I'm trying to remember. Maybe yeah, I'm just I mean, remembering. They're, they're a little cooler than Fibro. Like Fibro's great, like Rippers, all that shit, but like the hops like graphic and everything like coming from the mind of jamal is like a little bit cooler mm. i think shout but out to steve rodriguez team. yeah yeah oh, i was just gonna say if i bro leveled up some years ago and i don't i can't i can't pinpoint when i think i was still working in the skate shop so it's like 10 years ago they definitely leveled up in terms of like oh their graphics are like all of a sudden like oh yeah pretty, they had that one se- they had that one series it was like vhs tapes or something yeah, yeah, they that started doing, that one. just to put it, you know, kind of basically, like they started doing cooler shit than they had done before. Mm-hmm. But. Exactly. And with, with Hops, I think it's also because Jamal, excuse me, um, Jamal Williams was, was featured on This American Life, which I thought was really, really cool. Wonderful story about his family and about busing and about 
uh, establishing comparisons between black folks being bussed out of the deep south and the mid south to refugees and migrants being bussed up north from Florida. And I think it's also because it seems like he's become much more comfortable getting into getting into the limelight. And so his company is really, really cool. If I recall, they are are they under the theories umbrella? Hmm. That sounds like it may be true, but I'm not sure. It, it can be hard to keep up. I mean, there's quite a few companies that are under that are under theories of Atlantis. But anyway, b- besides the point, it, it's this is you know to your earlier point, Mike, about wanting to feel like hey, I got to go skate. This mm-hmm. was the perfect length, 13 minutes. I wanted to oh. go skate. Like I was just like, yo, I got to get out there. It was. It, it's that kind of video. It's the right length. It's the music and. It is, like, it gets you hyped. And, and it, you know, dropping this, like, I, you know, I tweeted about this some days ago that dropping this after Sodi was the best because it didn't get lost. Because didn't a couple of people turn pro during the Sodi rush? Oh, dude, one of, the, one of the best dudes in the Midwest, Max Murphy, he got a pro board on, um, God damn it, why am I blanking on it? Strange Love. Strange Love, thank you. But yeah, you looked at the Thrasher page and his part was i'm embellishing a little just because i don't remember precisely but it was between like (laughs) between a nija part and like a photo feature on something else that you know is sucking all the all the oxygen out of the room like i i love the letdown time like we're in a cool time for skating right now until like february like maybe we'll get a weekend at it that's also just super awesome but oh yeah was it uh, a couple years ago beginning of 2020 actually we got a we got a new bronze video. It feels like this from late December until mid-February is a great time for stuff to drop, especially if you're in the Northern Hemisphere in any place where there's bad weather because you've got nothing to do but to consume that content. Also, there's also that thing where like people's contracts run out, so they get a new sponsor like beginning of the year and then they drop a video. That's been known to happen. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like the situation we're in. I... I just the two points you guys just made also reminds me of um, this would and is Minnesota skate video premiere season because yeah, it's, it's for about a month and a half now not been skatable outside. And so everybody's done collecting their, their footage and then you premiere the video and yeah, it'd be like December 1st, December 17th. Good time. Exactly. So I think we should relish it. We should drink it in and we should enjoy it. Uh, it- and I did look at the Theories website. Uh, Hops is distributed by Theories Ooh. alongside Evison, Isle Traffic, Magenta Studio. Yeah. yeah. Picture Show. Picture Show is cool. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Picture Show. Shout out to Theories. Doing good work out there. I think they're in the same office park as Chapman Wood. But I could, I could be wrong. But I seem to recall getting a package from them a couple of years ago. I'd ordered a couple of things. And I'd ordered some stuff from Chap- Chapman just beforehand, and I realized, like, oh, I think this is coming from the same place. Anyway. I think, I think Chapman is a bit of a hub, because I, I might have uh, ordered some stuff, recent drop from, a, uh, from one of the high-end skateboard video sites, or, <laughs> excuse me, skateboard sites that also does some clothing and Ooh. might be coming from Chapman. So. Ooh. Ooh. Chapman's a hub out there, East Coast. Mm-hmm. Shout out to East Coast. Uh, that Long Island? I think it's I th- yeah I think it's on Long Island if I recall. Yeah, didn't uh, their didn't their slogan used to be Bentwood from Brentwood? Yeah, 
or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's good fantastic. one. Fantastic. That feels like that would that would make for a really hard body T-shirt, or maybe um, uh, like great posters that you would we paste around the city. Dude, I don't even know how I remember that, but someone was just. Well, and all that bent wood goes wood. back to the Eames chair. That's the tangent. I, I now you now you lost me with the furniture. With the upscale furniture. I mean, one one of these days, you know, we'll we'll get we'll get the person on, you know, the whole Eames thing, like bending plywood was a uh, World War II innovation for better um, broken bone fixing, I think. And then it morphed into furniture, and then you can draw a line from that to skateboards. Interesting. So. Oh, um, and to confirm, yes, they are on Long Island, and they're more specifically in Deer Park, not Brentwood, for that bent wood. But hey, you know what? Let, we should. We, they should give us a tour, and we should get like a slice of something afterwards. <laughs> new boss, new balance. Andrew Reynolds is back, and he slipped out of his van slip-ons and into something more comfortable, and dare I say it, age-appropriate. The boss is back, and he's on balance. Jason, you and Andrew Reynolds are about the same age. You're at similar places in your life. You're both hardworking dads who are focused on staying fit, staying healthy, and staying sober. How do you feel about the boss's move to the NB. It's, it's pretty big. It's like a pretty big uh, industry move because now New Balance has like like a legend on the squad. Like he, he even mentioned this in that Village Psychic interview. Like Adidas has, you know, Mark Gonzalez. Nike has um, whatever, like take your pick. Uh, Guy Costin, blah, blah, blah. Converse has whatever. Louis Lopez, like Zared. Zared's an all-timer. And, but now New, ba- New Balance has, like, someone in that conversation. I mean, Tiago is one of the best in the world, but, like, his book is still being written, you know? So, um, yeah, Andrew Reynolds is pretty huge. And I definitely agree with some of the stuff that he said in, uh, in that interview. Like, like Volks are just, like, can't do it too painful. You need, like, more protection, like, especially if you're older. And especially if you weigh, if you weigh more, I don't know, like um, – if you're like between like one one seventy and two hundred, probably need a cups all there. Like I've tried skating cup cult skating uh bulks too. Like I got some blazers, but they were like those decon blazers with like less padding or whatever, which was stupid. And like it felt like I was skating like a meat sock. <laughs> like, a, like a meat sock on my foot. I couldn't do it. So Meat um, sock. Yeah, meat sock. So then Jeez. then one bed cups old uh ever since. I have fucked with some of the new balances, like the four forties and the Tiago's, but um, yeah, pretty huge, pretty big, uh, hot industry news, hottest industry news in a while. Absolutely. Mike, uh, you are also like, this is actually, yeah, we are, as of this year, the entire podcast is 40 plus. We're all old heads. We're watching our fiber and trying to get to bed early. Mike, how do you feel as an OG about Reynolds deciding to get on some new balances? And the best thing from this interview with Village Psychic, and shout out to those guys for really getting this out of him, because clearly he's a shoe obsessive. And I love the fact that he's got a lane to talk about this. But Mike, how do you feel about this decision? Do you feel that other sponsors have fumbled the bag? Like, Oh my God. Yeah, the whole Vans thing was bizarre because you have one of the most relevant, like, I mean, I, th- I think Andrew Reynolds is the most relevant kind of like, uh, for lack of a better word, heritage skater or, you know, just like long time awesome guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny to say. He was skater of the year in was it ninety eight or ninety nine? I think it was nineteen ninety eight. I think yeah, Brian Anderson was ninety nine. Yeah, that sounds right. 
And so, like, this guy has been highly respected. He's an incredible talent scout. He's an incredible example of longevity in skating. And, yeah, like, the way Vans treated him, where it just seemed like he was on flow and, like, I don't know, I was talking about it on Twitter and some guys pointed out, like, he had a colorway for something. Like, colorways are whack. Not just whack. Colorway. Not just just whack. whack. Disrespectful. <clears throat> Put some respect on Andrew Reynolds' name. You're gonna you're gonna hit my man with a colorway. It, yeah, I mean it, it's especially whack in that circumstance where it's like, all right, well, this guy's one of the. Well, I want to get into this later, but I I really do feel like the way he is continuing to do it mid forties, where he puts out footage and it's like, oh, this is legitimately good. Like he's. He's getting into top five, top three street skater all time conversation in terms of how awesome he is and was and then keeping to do it. And yeah, just moving the ball forward. But um, where were we even? Yeah, Vans fumbled the bag. Um, People on Twitter said that maybe it had something to do with Justin Regan working there and then getting laid off because Vans did have a round of layoffs. He said in the Village Psychic interview that he didn't like the shoes, that he wanted better shoes basically take whatever story you want as you will i i think the guy wanted better shoes on his feet that would make his feet hurt less i don't know it's just before i end i know i've been grandstanding like how dope was just the you know the the new balance copy team taking the time to come up with a little uh little tagline new boss new balance as patrick alluded to in the introduction to this like it just seems right to like give the guy some respect and hey, he's wearing our shoes now. Check it out. Exactly. And I think that this is probably, uh, and sorry, I'm going to go into soccer territory here. This is probably the biggest thing that's happened to New Balance since they briefly had the jersey contract for Liverpool uh, in English Premier League soccer. They were the ones who were making the, the, the jerseys for that particular team until Liverpool started doing really, really well and then won the Premiership, Champions League, and anyway, um, they basically bullied their way out of the contract, and I now, I want to say it's Nike who's now making the jerseys. Anyway, besides the point, Reynolds is not just a distant legacy skater, he is, he's a big homie, he's, he's a big homie in skating. He is somebody who is actively bringing up a new generation, and has done this now for two skate generations, which is incredible if you think about it. And the new, the clip that he dropped, the intro clip that they gave him, that to me really showed me like oh okay new balance is for real for real serious and the fact that they the fact that they took the time to actually think up think up a, a good ad you know just him with a bag of fruit it's like yeah i'm washed i'm rocking new balances you know i'm an old Wait, the fruit the, the fruit is uh that might be like an inside joke for all the the um slap one in a million fans out there like <laughs> like reynolds eats fruit <laughs> See that? that okay. See that's levels. That shows that some clearly, clearly their copy shout team. Out, uh, shout out Forrest Edwards. Shout out to Forrest. Their copy team, shout their outreach team, did their research. It seems like, well, like they're saying, like, hey, we 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 really believe in you. And also, because Reynolds also pointed out that, hey, I wanted to be able to have some shoes that I can skate, but also some chillers, which means that he like his boxes are his boxes must be looking nice. He's definitely got like his dad's shoes. He's got his his shoes for running around town doing errands and whatnot. And he's got yeah, yeah I mean, he's got some uh, got some Kawhi Leonard's in there. Yep, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've recited it chapter and verse on this podcast. 
Um, like I really fuck with Re- Reynolds's current skating more so than his like his shit from the early 2000s or whatever. Because like the shit he's doing now is just like super relatable. Like skate down the street, do some like ledge tricks that aren't like impossible. Kind of like the shit that I would do if I was like a like 20 or so notches, you know, above where I'm now. But like, yeah, Vans. It's funny how how big, how, like how much of a like big money corporation they are. They've never been able to make a good cup sole. Like they had that. I don't know if you guys run this. Like the cab, like that in like the mid nineties. It was just like a cup sole with like a one piece toe cap or whatever. It was like pretty weak. They um, made so many horrendous shoes. Yeah. Before if they realized that, like, yeah, you it, just got to like, do our classic. Yeah, I mean, it's been like whitewashed from shoe lore or whatever. But some of the shit in the late nineties was so bad. Oh, like, there's like a Willie Santos. Yeah. Um, yeah, the pro model, like. Yeah, all that. So I mean, they were smart. They were like, "Fuck it, like half cabs in old school." You know, that's that's what we're gonna run. But um. Well, and I think I think that was also a hindrance with them, with like Reynolds, where it's like, how does he fit into this brand story? I mean, maybe yeah. I'm I'm kind of pulling stuff out of thin air, but it's like. No, no, no. I still think they they definitely fumbled it because he's he really I. Maybe we have no idea what his, you know, cachet is with younger skaters, but like the fact that he was associated with their brand for so long and got a colorway, uh, I don't, I don't get it. That but, was, yeah, that was, I mean, like, like Vans tried to come out with that ultra range, which Mark Del Negro skates extensively in his recent part, by the way. But like, I don't know, no one really fucked with it. I actually saw someone at my gym with like that shoe. I was like, oh, dude, you skate, blah blah. blah. He was like. No, I just went to the van store, said I want like something comfortable. Like they gave me this. I was like, oh dude. <laughs> but, oh, go to no, the van store for something comfortable. The the yeah. it's the it's the ultra ranges that look a little bit like they look like a the colorway looks a little bit like Nike ACGs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that type of shit. But um but yeah, then he like in this interview, he's like, Yeah, like totally nerding out over like all like the um bells and whistles and like foams and gels and whatnot that New Balance put in there puts into their shit which is like technology that they have available to use so you can imagine he's like oh, probably like like trip like tripping out like oh dude we got this and this and this whatever this type of you know eva foam whatever the fuck so yeah i mean it makes sense yeah he, perspective. He, he's probably in the space where he's probably going to be making you know and, and reynolds admits that he's a bit of an obsessive that you best believe if he gets a shoe he is going to be involved in every single detail of it. And thinking about Reynolds' whole shoe career, what, what troubles me, two things come to mind. So first of all, I'm going to say something about Vans. Vans, with a couple of the shoes that have been coming out very recently, is tipping very, very dangerously back to that era where they were had, where, when they were making shoes that they had no business making. I know y'all saw that Steve Caballero post on Instagram. They kind of looked like some bootleg Timberlands. And I was thinking to myself, it was one of those moments where you just put your hands over your eyes and you're just like, oh, no, it, it, it's, oh, oh, goodness. You know, I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I've, I've said on here, be, uh, like, at least once, like, Vans makes good shoes that are original Vans and everything else is pretty horrendous. Like, yeah. we've seen this movie before. We were all there. Remember when everyone decided to make the transition to puffy shoes and Vans did the same thing? And guess what got them out of that trap? It was younger kids who were skating cup soles, excuse me, who were skating slip-ons, who were skating 
just the simple ERAs. Fairlanes was probably the most the the most sophisticated stuff that younger kids were doing, and they helped turn the tide. You know, it was. I just gotta pause real quick because it's always era in my head. These are the unspoken things. I love this stuff. Wait, do you say it ERA or era? Era. Okay, that's what I thought. I say ERA, that, but yeah. You, but you you wanted if we're really gonna uh, if we're really gonna point the fingers at somebody who really for real for real fumbled the bag, Soltec. You know what? I I honestly I get it, and this is when I bring up my uh, former rep flow status. Like Reynolds could have obviously in I think in our mind I have no idea what the you know young young people think, but like he could have stayed on America and done that for a while, but. I got I got flowed Lakai like I don't know seven or eight years. By the end of it, when it was like, oh, budget's drying up, dude. You kind of don't rip anymore, anyways. Like we 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 kind of came to that that conclusion. It was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna skate something else, and that was su- that that was a huge like relief. And I think you know Reynolds sawing shoes in half just shows that. Like he's probably juiced right now, and <laughs> I I don't know. You know, if you take that village psychic interview that Spencer did at face value, like that guy was like so hyped to be like, oh, I get these shoes, and yeah, I forget what I was reacting to by now. So no, my apologies. I, no, you're right. You're right, and and I think that's that's a real loss for any team when you have somebody who is Jason. You you nailed it earlier. This era of Reynolds, this low impact Reynolds is electric it's the coolest thing ever because it makes me feel like okay he's probably got a, like a good solid 10 years of skating like this because we've seen him do big handrails big stairs um all over the world but seeing reynolds skating downtown la there was a van's edit that came out last year skating around downtown la and it just how he looked so comfortable i'm like i want to see i, I want to see reynolds in paris a la supreme i want to see reynolds Skating in London, I want to see Reynolds. I want to see some New York Reynolds for real, for real. I want to see. He's, I want. Uh, he's been getting New York footage. I think he was in. What was that? I can't. He had some footage at like where, in Play like, Dead Dag Park. That was that. He had some footage in Play Dead, didn't he? I think so. I mean, yeah. I it, remember? It was. It. Was, I think it was a Baker edit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was some. One of their quarterly videos where he like three flips up the up the steps and yeah, 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 yeah something yeah, down that I forget what that spot's called, but that lower granite hubba. He's just really good on a skateboard, and like I said, yeah, creeping into top five, top three. Yeah, it's it's kind of like with LeBron, like like the more years he like gets logs under his belt like 20 21 22 whatever however many he ends up playing like that like strength strengthens his case for grace of all time which is like the most stupid asinine like twitter <laughs> debate ever like i hate it but for what it's worth you know what i mean so like the more years reynolds logs still actually street skating which who knows you know he's in like uncharted territory like he and guy or whatever it's kind of like yeah it's you know the more years he logs, the higher he goes in the uh, in the pantheon or whatever. It, it, it's it's a terrifying thing to think about that we're in this space now where you have skaters who are forty plus and killing it. Who, if they were skating like they are now, in say ninety two, ninety three, people's heads would be spinning. And 
meanwhile, in, in actuality, they're at the, the latter half of their career. You know, this is less crazy than they were skating at their peak, and yet it's still impressive and it's beautiful. And and maybe it's like a, it's, it's something that comes with time and self confidence. But the thing is that Reynolds on New Balance it makes sense. It really does make sense. And I think something that it's going to do for New Balance is is that when you get a prestige, when you get a prestige player on your team or a prestige skater on your team, that's going to attract other people. So. I think what we need to do is we need to we, we, we need to, to hold hands virtually and manifest a Reynolds Tiago joint part. Oof. Because yeah, I, I mean it's, it's uh, not impossible. Do you know it's how amazing that would be? Be, somewhere between possible and probable. Like Reynolds and Tiago together in a skate video would be Yeah, that uh, would uh, make quite a splash. Yeah, but I mean that would be I mean that would that would be that would be big time. And so then uh, you know kind of zooming out a little bit for a question for both of you. Do you feel like New Balance has arrived in a new space in a new era with Reynolds joining? Like does this are they officially like it always felt like they were a bit of a little brother compared to to Nike and Adidas. Even though they've got ill skaters, people people fuck with their shit heavy, you know. And then I've also they got like the uh they got the chiller slash uh old head vibe that, that, that they've always had. And also hardcore kids, too. I think the, the, brand, the way they've done their skateboard brand and however long it's been now, I mean, we, you know, they, they branded it as New Balance New, Numeric or NB Numeric. I don't even remember. Like, it's just New Balance in my head. Like, they've done well with the branding. They've sponsored cool skaters. They continue to do so. The shoes are identifiably new balance but they look like skate shoes they're not like objectionable again just to dredge up the band stuff from early whenever and like the random one-offs that they still make like the shoes the shoes are cool i i I think they just kind of like added to the added to the resume with andrew reynolds i think it's just better i i've never even put on one of their shoes probably should just because um you know old dude approved but yeah, no, I, I, I feel like they fill a good space in skating. Like, there's a needed space. It's kind of a nerdy shoe brand, but they sponsor cool people, and, like, all their media has been cool. So, yeah, I, I mean, good on them. The uh, big thing they have going for them is that their shoes are just, like, pretty readily available. You know what I mean? Don't have to do a raffle or, or any shit like that. Adidas, Adidas are pretty readily available, too, but, I don't know, not so much. I think balance, you can pretty much always get something at the shop that's important that's a really good point exactly because there's something stupid frustrating about having to navigate raffles and waiting in line at shops and especially in an era now where it's a combination of herbs and bots who i think are the two most destructive things to happen to streetwear and to skateboarding in the last 20 years one could argue it's all herbs who are the most largest adherence but i digress <laughs> no but like you know there's there's a there's, there's a lot of folks who we could probably you know point the finger at but i i would say definitely the herbs and the bots and maybe you know it's the herbs who are also working on the bots too but anyway besides the point there's something really nice about being able to go into a shop and just cop some shoes keep it moving or to order some shoes and keep it moving there's uh, i don't know I, I guess i find it i find it offensive I find it offensive the I idea mean, of having to do that. Raffle? F-O-H. I mean, I, I don't mind. Like, I kind of make, like, a day of it. Like, take a trip down to the shop, get, like, some wheels or a board or whatever, 
you know, shoot the shit. If I win or if I don't win, you know, at least I got out of the house, I guess. Yeah. And there's nothing that we're more stoked on than getting out of the house and doing something skateboard related, (laughs) which brings us to the part of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you stoked on this? I am stoked on getting uh, some heavy snow, not not a ton of it, but we got some heavy snow. And that means that I got to break out my good boots. I've got some Sorrells. Maybe a lot of you people listening in warmer climbs have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's like a brown brown leather, brown suede boot, rubber bottom. They're comfortable as hell, so I'm stoked on that. And uh, yeah, in, in, in this whole idea mind frame, I'm also stoked on having good snow tires right now because I've got, I've got those, so I'm ripping around. Also stoked on chorizo tacos. If you hadn't had any lately, go find some chorizo tacos. And then um, a little podcast recommendation that I don't think I've brought up uh, for NBA heads. You've maybe probably heard of this, but the uh, Basketball Illuminati podcast is really great. It's a gold standard in production. They have like a theme song that you don't even skip through. Yeah, it's it's high quality. I was laughing at it today. And then did want to did want to shout out. I mean, we already talked about it, but I'm stoked on uh, VillagePsychic.net, which is done by oh gosh, so I even out these dudes, uh, Spencer and Mike. I'll just leave it at that because they kind of keep it semi anonymous. But they're Minnesota guys. And uh, they live in New York now, but they're Minnesota guys originally. And it's super cool to see people whom I like and respect doing cool shit in skateboarding. Because what else What else do you want to do within skateboarding but do cool shit? Jason, what are you stoked on? Stoked on Venture Trucks out of San Francisco, California. Um, friend of the pod, best filmer in Nashville, Corey Rossin. Just dropped a re-edit of uh, the homie Ross Norman's recent politic part, which is pretty dope. Uh, you know, we fuck with Ross Norman pretty heavy over here. So stoked on that. Stoked on this Carhartt vid called Holland Dieppe. I don't know. It's from uh, the Netherlands. Netherlands has its own um, variety of, like, high-precision Eurotech. Uh, this guy, Robin DeWitt, pretty incredible. So if you're into the Eurotech, Type vibes, check that out. And as the video game liaison of this podcast, stoked on the next generation update of The Witcher 3, one of the uh, greatest role playing games of all time, um, basis for the Netflix series. Also, it was, it was actually a series of books before the video game, but whatever. Just a new edit um, optimized for new consoles and PCs with better graphics and shit. Uh, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? So this week, I'm stoked on quite a lot. First of all, Spitfire Wheels. I'm also stoked on the Harold Hunter end of the year fundraiser, providing a link in the show notes. Really stoked on Slow Impact, which is going to be a skate vacation in Tempe, Arizona between February 16th and 19th of 2023. Ryan Lay is putting it together. And speaking of Ryan Lay, he's actually featured in a new Followed with Gifted Hater, which was actually... Really interesting. It's Gifted Hater, Jerry Sue, Ryan, and a few others skating around the Northeast LA area. I'm very stoked that France is making it into a World Cup final again. First team that's made it in back-to-back finals since 2002. That was Brazil, who lost in 98, won in 2002. The Moroccan team was amazing. Their play was innovating. Their run was inspirational. They were absolutely, they were monsters. 
And there was a lot of respect on the pitch, and I really love that. Related to it, Hellas actually created a series of soccer jerseys for this year's World Cup. The Morocco joint is fire, but of course, it is sold out. You know, World Cup is going to be over by the time this podcast comes out on Sunday, which means that Premier League is going to be back, and Arsenal is currently sitting at number one. And I'll say this, les gars, il faut ramener la coupe à la maison, la coupe doit rester à la maison. And with that, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check MostlySkateboarding.net for links and other show notes. Until then, you can keep up with us online. Jason, where can the people find you on Bobby Digital's? You can find me on Twitter at Carbonite1994, on Instagram at FrozenCarbonite, and writing stuff for CornerStacks.com. Mike, where can the people find you? I do Twitter and a little bit of Instagram under the same handle, at MMunzenrider. You can sound that out. You can find me. Patrick, where are you on the internet? I am under the handle at Colonel K Speaks on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram under the handle at Pikigongo and also doing stuff with the Harold Hunter Foundation where I am still the acting executive board chair. All right. <laughs> That's it for our show this week. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Allez les bleus. We're out. Bleh.